0: Welcome to the show for sinners and sufferers. My name is Cody. And my name is Matthew. And today we're going to talk about spiritual beings. Woo. <laughs> Getting supernatural. Yes. So uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, angels and demons. Maybe a little bit about ghosts. Like, I want to throw that question at you at some point, but we should talk about the, the main stuff, the angels and the demons first, because uh, this this is... a uh, a topic that it seems like the world is quite fascinated with. Like I don't, I don't know, you probably probably watch like there's a Venn diagram of movies we like, and I feel mm-hmm. like Marvel and Star Wars is kind of like in the middle in the Venn diagram. But I don't know how much more because I I enjoy scary movies, though I'll say as a personal rule, I tend to avoid things that push a little too close to reality. Hmm. Like I can't remember it's like The Exorcist exorcism of Jane something or whatever where they're like they had like real demonic things happening on set and I'm like well Uh you're dumb (laughs) like stop making the movie but but there's definitely a fascination with like horror movies and um, you know there's that show Supernatural which the first five seasons were pretty good and then it really went downhill but that ran for (laughs) 15 seasons people Mm. were so intrigued by the show exploring all these different aspects of the supernatural and uh, ghost hunting reality TV shows were a thing. I don't know if they still are, but they're really big for a while. Like I remember, I think it was Buzzfeed had one where they had like, they're mm. like nerdy pop culture, hipster guys were like, we're going to go find a ghost. Uh, uh, it was, it was interesting because like one of them, I think didn't believe in ghosts at all, or that might've been a different show, but, mm. but there's definitely a fascination with, the spiritual world in pop culture i don't know if you've seen anything like that
1: oh for sure yeah they used to watch supernatural um, nice. back when i was living at home I was popular with my sisters yes. and uh just yeah just anything to do with the supernatural or the occult is just fascinating like it's funny because on the one hand we live in this kind of materialist hope like really scientific age yeah but i feel like Culture's kind of starting to move past that because there's we're getting more and more fascinated with the unexplainable, the something else. Yeah. And I think there's something in human nature that knows there's something beyond. Mm-hmm. And so, anytime someone has some kind of crazy story, whether it's angels or demons or werewolves or vampires, like we're interested.
0: Yeah. And, and there, there definitely, I think there is an innate sense of like there's something more, there's something bigger. And for some people, that comes out in like aliens or, or, Bigfoot and stuff like that which I want I want to do a separate episode on but yeah but there's depth but a lot of it comes down to like angels and demons I think those are the most well-known concepts and and the fact that like historically they were affirmed to be real by by so many influential people that it's easy to like riff off of in pop culture but and and
1: if, if this is somehow your first episode we spoilers are Christian podcast so like angels and demons what we're focusing in on is because these are the only kind of spiritual beings kind of explicitly affirmed in scripture
0: yeah for sure and you know i think one of the i just wanted to to point out to get into this like scripture does speak about the spiritual world quite a bit and i think sometimes we easily like kind of glaze past Mm -hmm. it and don't really see it because because you know one passage that a lot of people probably know is, is kind of the prelude to putting on the armor of God, listing all the things. Um, says, finally be strong in the Lord. This is Ephesians 6, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> finally be strong in the Lord uh, um, and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, the ESV says. Uh, over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Like scripture is really clear that there is a spiritual world, a spiritual realm and creatures or beings in that that realm beyond what we, we see with our, our eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this not seeing with your eyes. There's a really interesting story in uh, with Elisha and his servant in um in first or second kings where they're surrounded by this army and his um helper is freaking out and he asks god to open his eyes so he can see these like armies of Mm -hmm. angels all around and so like this there's the supernatural stuff that just exists that we just don't have the ability to observe yeah
0: usually you ever like maybe i'm crazy but sometimes i'll just be like sitting especially i live alone so sometimes i'll just be sitting alone in my apartment oh it's like it'll hit me i'm like could just be like an angel here right now i'm kind of like, hello. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Overthinking hello you know, it's like i'm not expecting to hear anything but like it makes you it makes you wonder about some of the things you do and this is like i'm sitting there picking my nose and there's an angel it's like <laughs> but um but i think often as christians we we almost try to sanitize out the spiritual aspects of christianity or you like that yeah, you mentioned the world is, is getting more and more Uh, in tune with the reality and trying to find answers yet, yet we try to almost act as if Christianity can be naturalistic, even though the, the base premise is that God entered into flesh and entered into time and then died to spiritually defeat sin. It's like you have to believe in the supernatural to be a Christian. Yet we try to really minimize it and, and act like it's not a big prevalent part or I, I was just saying before we started recording I think uh, with cessationist which is the the idea that we we believe that God isn't continuing to give new revelation that like you know this book is enough that that's his revelation and that you know if we hear from God, like I'd say I still think we you hear from God in, in the sense of like leading and direction but, but we're not getting like words from God mm-hmm. and, and that's been kind of a majority view outside of pentecostal circles but then with that a lot of people almost assume that means that now there's no nothing spiritual like nothing supernatural at all that ever since you know the bible times angels and demons are just inactive and they're not a thing we don't need to talk about them and i think that's because as a lot of Christians like to just have
1: everything completely understood. We mm. want to think just because we have the fullness of scripture that everything is explained and defined. And so we don't like the idea of ongoing spiritual nature things that we can't explain. Yeah. Or at least don't want to deal with. So yeah, we believe that, you know, we read about Jesus casting out demons and stuff. And as Christians, you have to believe that. But then it's like all of a sudden after the Bible was written, they just went away or stopped happening.
0: Yeah. And I definitely like when I hear when it's funny, because I think I asked you and you you said you didn't have any, but I've had my own like odd experiences, like experiences that you can try to explain away. But it's like, if I'm being just surface level, honest with myself, I'm like, huh, that seemed like something weird spiritually was happening. But then at the same time, whenever someone else is like, oh yeah, I saw this crazy thing where suddenly this thing was flying around the room. I'm like, nah, like, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds fake. Or I even when I was uh, still a pastor, I remember there's a, a youth kid came to me and he's like, "Hey, can you come to my house and perform an exorcism?" And I was like, "Uh, I th- you're thinking of a Catholic priest?" But I was like, "I was like, like I, my in, in in instinct or like my initial response is to be like, that's not real. You're just stressed.' But I'm like, I guess like should be taking this seriously, but I think." Yeah, as Christians, we we all we want to be able to explain everything. And I think we're scared that if we admit the supernatural exists, we won't be taken seriously. And we're also really
1: dismissive of things because we kind of we still, uh even if we're people of faith, define things by our own experience. Mm. So we're like, okay, we believe in God because that's just the beliefs we have, that's our worldview. But if someone else has an experience or alleges to have an encounter yeah. with this stuff, we just kind of like to say that can't be true because I haven't had stuff like that Yeah,
0: that's almost the like overcorrection uh, of the church in like modernism where uh, we're like okay we need like everyone's talking about hearing from God and having their own spiritual experience and coming up with a new revelation we need to say like objectively we are like the, the Protestant Reformation sola scriptura this is our only absolute word of truth it doesn't mean it's the only thing that's true that it's the only way we can receive knowledge but this is the absolute truth um like we measure everything against scripture um but wow I totally forgot where I was going with that What was the <laughs> point you just made <laughs> well I was leading into uh, I was going to say that
1: we've kind of overcompensated with this pendulum where oh, we yes. went from like this medieval days where it's like I have a fever it's obviously a demon yeah but now we're like so far the other way that we're like we're not prepared if anything is spiritual like everything is materialistic and yeah. So even if our initial response when someone comes to us with a crazy story is to be, I think, justly step- skeptical, we should never dismiss it that, like that's impossible because theologically we don't have a reason to say it's not.
0: That's right. That's the point I was heading to. Okay. It was like where we should be saying instead of like, interpreting scripture in light of your experiences, interpret your experiences in light of scripture. We've almost taken it to this point where it's like, well, you don't have experiences like your experience is invalid. Like that's not real. Whereas what we should be saying is, okay, let's decide how your experience fits into what we know about reality from scripture. And that's, uh, there's this idea, what do they call like an ontological shock where mm. someone experiences something that's outside of what they believe to be reality and then it can totally just changes their perspective and that's how like a lot of people are saved you know, people that are hard atheists and then they experience something supernatural and then suddenly they're like, okay, does God exist? Or that's even, um, was it Jeff, Jeff Durbin or the Apologia guys? Mm. It's another, they're, 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 I was going to say another YouTuber. He's a pastor. He just also makes YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Not like me, who's just a YouTuber. Um, but he talks about how, or, or maybe it was one of his hosts, there's a really interesting episode they did on ninjutsu and the spirituality of martial arts. Uh, and one of them was talking about how they hadn't really given much thought to the spiritual. But then when they started having like encounters with dark spiritual things and they felt like they're being oppressed by demons, they're like, wait, if you exist, the light must exist as well. Like if this exists and God must exist. And, and sometimes those experiences do like inform reality and cause us to to rethink what's actually possible. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's some pretty
1: cool stories out there of people who come out of, like, Satanism or the occult and who have, like, these really intense dark spiritual encounters that, you know, it's it's scary stuff and they know the stuff is real. And so when they come to Christianity and see the light, like, there's, I think, a grasp of, like, like Ephesians was talking about, like, putting on the armor, being prepared for their stuff out there that's kind mm-hmm. of beyond what we're ready for. And I may not have had those kind of experiences myself, but like you, you mentioned Jeff Durbin, and so there's like other reputable people who I trust. Yeah, who they're not making stuff up for content that like have had experiences. I'm like, yeah, that. I biblically, I believe that.
0: Yeah, when I mention him, because that he's a guy that's like conservative, reformed. Like he's not Pentecostal. He's not like. Like New Age, like this is a guy that you wouldn't expect because of our our tendency to think that these things aren't real or to minimize them. Like you wouldn't expect someone that that logical, who's an apologist, to be like, "Yeah, I experienced this demonic thing." But, mm-hmm. but that being said, demonic things. What what we see in scripture for for spiritual beings is, is we have to use the term angels, and that's actually uh, a role. Angel means messenger, and I think the only time it gets a little confusing is in, in Revelation, you have the letter to the angel of Laodicea. Mm-hmm. A lot of scholars believe that's referring to like the pastor
1: mm-hmm. or the
0: messenger to Laodicea, not to a, a literal like spiritual being there. Um, but but they the role angel because you have cherubim are like the same thing but performing a different role, they're attendants to God. And then what was the other one you mentioned? Seraphim,
1: yeah, that pops up a few places, like they're like
0: slightly different physical descriptions um but then we'd so be like like prophet and priest like
1: slightly yeah. different ways that they serve god and angels yeah just refers to what they're doing so when you see like most of the stories in the bible an angel's a messenger saying mm-hmm. like gabriel telling mary that she did gonna have jesus so
0: in uh, the most like kind of generic term for these created spiritual beings that we see in scripture Not that's being made up by theologians, it is sons of God, or it's like I can't remember the the word for child in Hebrew, but it's like child Elohim, like child God, which we interpret as sons of God. Is so, like in Job 38, verse 7, it says the sons of God shouted for joy as the foundations of the earth were laid. So, that's like, okay, that's something pre humanity because the foundations of the world were literally just being laid so that's that's the term to this like host uh, of spiritual beings but for the sake of the episode we don't need to be overly pedantic we'll just use angels because that's what most people are used to but but there, there is really like even as we talk about angels and demons they're they're actually the same species Uh, that's not really the right word (laughs) word there's
1: the same nature of being yeah the same
0: nature of being they're still like sons of god and you almost see that used kind of interchangeably like sometimes the term sons of god seems to be referring to one that is not doing god's bidding that's doing something negative in which case we'd assume it uh it's it's a demon but that that's like the variety of spiritual encounters that we see in scripture all seem to be from this type of spiritual being of creation Mm -hmm. um occasionally referred to as small e elohim like lowercase gods like they're they're all kind of the same thing throughout scripture Mm -hmm. so exactly so
1: biblically explicitly there's the only spiritual beings god's made are are mankind We have an eternal soul and angels slash demons
0: yeah and that you make a point they are they're created they're not eternal like god like god yahweh is the only like pre-existent preeminent. um nehemiah 9 6 says where is it you know you are the lord you alone you have made heaven and uh the heavens of heavens with all their hosts." he's he's made all of the hosts of heaven they're not eternal beings which gets to an interesting point because i've been reading um a lot about like specifically These things kind of in preparation for this And also just because I find it fascinating And um, You run into a lot of cults Hang on the word begotten Like Jesus is God's only begotten son mm-hmm. but, but what the term Really means isn't Made it's that it's like Unique so um, you have Abraham's son Ishmael Isaac Is that right yeah yeah Isaac <laughs> is Called his only begotten son but he also had Ishmael. yeah if so you like, through his genealogy, you'd say so and so begat. Yeah, so-and-so. they were both begotten but by Isaac is is unique because that's his true son. There's something unique about him. so that's what what's different about Jesus is he's not a created being. He's something else. He's this unique true son um, whereas the sons of God in the term of angels are, are something else. they're they're created beings.
1: Yeah. And another good point in that being these created beings is that all angels or demons are all subservient to God. Like there's no power hierarchy where there's like anything close to that level of deity that God is. Yeah. Like a lot of Christians I feel like they have a they have too big of a devil and too small oh, of a yeah. God, right? We're like like I think we'll get into this a little later, but like Christians should be afraid all the time of supernatural things or the devil's doing this or that because we follow god who's conquered and supremo for yeah. all that
0: was there there's i think it was some preacher i don't remember it's probably like billy graham i feel like everything ever happened to billy graham <laughs> but like all these stories and jokes but i remember this sub preacher who tells the story of his time that he was having like horrible nightmares and he woke up in the middle of the night and he looked and at the foot of his bed satan was standing there and he went oh it's just you and went back to bed
1: yeah that sounds like a made up anecdote yeah. no, that's,
0: sure. that's that's something people want to say I mean yeah uh, well you have hear stories have you heard of like sleep paralysis demons as a concept slightly I haven't heard much of sleep them but I know para- what they are yeah sleep paralysis is, is this like anomaly that happens where you kind of like you wake up mentally and you open your eyes but your body hasn't really caught up with being awake in that sense so you can't move and a lot of people, when they describe this, will say that they, they, like, sense a presence or see something standing in their corner. And it's like, haha, what a quirky neurological thing. And it's like, bro, what? <laughs> like, there's, like, no real scientific explanation. But, like, I think a lot of people are frequently having, like like, oppression from spiritual things in the middle of the night and just trying to, like, explain it away spiritually. But... Because I, I'd say when I talked about how I've had, like, experiences, that's probably the closest I've had. Not paralysis, but times where I've woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, there's someone in my room with me, and Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just less of a good Christian than whatever the preacher was that told that story. But I'm usually like, like, oh, Jesus, help! <laughs> like,
1: I mean, I feel like that's what we're supposed to do, but like, yeah. Yeah.
0: right? Maybe, maybe I'm less of a good Christian because I'm not worth their time. Maybe you're a bigger your target. Yeah. Well, I, I I love preaching. One of my favorite, if I'm ever like asked to guest preach once, one of my, my favorite go to passages, and it's I always preach it a little bit differently, but is it, Acts 19. It's Paul in Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it says he's performing all these amazing miracles and, and people are astounded, which is significant because Ephesus is like witchcraft, Bill. Like it, everyone there has like their charms and stuff. So to say they're astounded at what Paul is doing is significant. But then they have the, uh, the jewish exorcists are like oh we see he's casting out demons with this name jesus we're going to go use that name hmm. and then they go to the demon possessed man they're like hey uh get out in the name of jesus who paul preaches and the demon's like oh i know jesus i know paul i don't know you and it beats the snot out of them that's your go to Yes. okay but but the crazy thing one is is the following verse it says, and when this was heard, fear fell over the people and they all repented and they start bringing out their secret magical things and many start to follow Jesus. And mm. I always think it's crazy because it's like, but it didn't work.
1: But but their encounter acknowledged Jesus, even
0: if it didn't. Well, <laughs> and them. it acknowledged that God isn't just like a genie. He's not a vending machine. He isn't just like a word. You don't just get to throw around the word Jesus like, like i think again of the youth kid asking me to perform an exorcism he's thinking like someone just comes in here throws some holy water says jesus it's all going to be gone but like he's a person he's real and he's he's not just for you to like wield as your weapon and throw around and be like aha i commanded jesus name i commanded jesus name i command like yeah we
1: could get into a whole side episode on faith teachers and just in jesus name does not just mean that jesus name is a magical word to do whatever you want
0: yeah Anyways, that being said, all spiritual yeah. things are far beneath God. They're they're subservient to him. Even the uh even the 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 evil ones, like you see, whenever Jesus approaches demons possessed men, they have to listen to him. And you have like the the was it Legion in the Man? I can't remember what that town is. It's like the Gentile town across the water. And they're like, please don't cast us out. Please send us into the pit mm. Like they're like. The, Even though there's a legion of them,
1: the land of the Gerasenes, the Decapolis,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah, that's correct. Um, But yeah, then the little Jesus, who it says was like an, an unassuming-looking man, who there's nothing of note about his appearance, walks up, and um, and the legion of demons are are asking for mercy. Mm-hmm. Like that should tell us something about the the uh, power discrepancy. To use some nerd <laughs> language, mm-hmm. but um and and yeah i mean we could go through a lot of uh details about angels and what they are they're worshipers they're messengers they're they're created beings they're spiritual they they do not have physical bodies as we do whereas we're both spiritual and physical beings but i think one of the the valuable questions to discuss is this idea of like should we be scared Mm -hmm. like if like, does acknowledging the spiritual realm mean we now need to be afraid of the spiritual realm? Right. And that's
1: what we were kind of saying at the beginning, because people are uncomfortable with it. It's better just to not think about it. Yeah. But we were also kind of just answering that question a bit by saying that because we are in Christ, like, the Holy Spirit of God is in you. Mm-hmm. And there's no cohabitation between light and darkness it yeah. says somewhere. Like, there's nothing we need to fear because the, we already have God in us. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're not going to be like found like a sheep off to the corner and God's going to like lose track of us and something bad will happen to us, right? Yeah. Like there are all these forces and realities out there and the Bible tells us about them so that we're not frightened when we come across them. Mm. It's because we know that God
0: delivers us through them. Yeah, there's no fear for someone who's indwelt by the Holy Spirit that they could be indwelt by a demon as well. Like Jesus' the example of binding the strong man before he ransacking the house when he's accused of using Satan's power to cast out demons, Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I'm taking my people and I'm going to bind up whoever's inside of them and kick them out because they're my people. Like, yeah, there's no cohabitation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting because that's one of those things that I think just a couple years ago I heard someone say, wow, I can't believe this person thinks Christians can become demon-possessed. What a heresy. I was like, I've never even, like, articulated that thought in my head. But it's like, yeah, no, you can't. Like, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, there's no other spirit in you. Mm -hmm. And if you have another spirit in you, you don't have the Holy Spirit (laughs) in you. Exactly. Exactly. When I think even in, like, the physical, like, sense of, like, what if they start throwing things around the room and I get clonked on the head? That's where you you get the sense, though, of, like, um, oh, when is it when Jesus says, like, do not fear that which can harm the body, but that which can destroy, like, body and soul and hell? Like, Like, even if that's the case, even if you have, like, a Job situation where God allows them to do that to you for whatever reason, like, you know that God's still sovereign. You know that whatever's happening, like, as bad as it might get, that it's not like God's losing.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you mentioned that Ephesians 6 passage about all these powers authorities are struggling against, but the solution that paul's saying is like be clothed in god so that you can be able to stand so that you'll be delivered through them if we're with christ we have this protection that we're not mm. you know it doesn't mean you'll never come across anything unsettling but it means that you know god's going to preserve and protect you
0: so yeah there's the the colossians two fifteen passage says he he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him like there, there's a sense that that and there's some scholars speculate that the reason why we seem to see less crazy spiritual nonsense than like what we read about in the old testament is because they're now hindered and disarmed because of what christ has accomplished that like their power is is weakened until that time when they're eventually bound and thrown into the pit but but i think that that like, however you interpret that, it is mm-hmm. a comfort to know that, that Christ has that power to di- disarm any other spiritual being.
1: Mm-hmm. And it- like,
0: I, I don't know if I would interpret that passage that way either,
1: especially like, um, like I'm going to a seminary and we have international students from Africa and other contexts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very Western way of thinking. It's like, there's so much less spiritual activity. Yeah, that's no, what totally. we think here. I think <laughs> if you ask someone who's like came from Africa, I'm like, no, there's a lot going on. We
0: just don't. Well, and I noticed it too. Like uh, uh, again for another episode, but but there's been like the government just low key, the U.S. government just subtly a couple weeks ago was like, "Oh, aliens exist, and we have proof." And it's like the the whole economy and everyone's everything's so in shambles that most people are just like, "I don't care." <laughs> um, but there have been like records uh from like lots of people. The guy that founded. NASA supposedly received his, his like um, um, like algorithms and equations and stuff from some sort of light being that gave it to him and, and people like nerds have interpreted that as, as aliens and stuff. But you know, um, 2 Corinthians 11:14 says Satan disguises himself as an angel of light and his servants as servants of righteousness, like there's there's this continuing trend where you see throughout history, there's, like, you know, the people walk into the woods and receive some secret knowledge from the spirit of the woods, and then people are praying to false gods and somehow actually hearing something from the false gods, and then you have, you know, uh, well, oh, shoot, what is it? One of the saints talks about being visit- visited by, like, succubi, which are, like, tempt- temptress demon creatures in the night and stuff, and then now you have, like, people claiming to receive secret knowledge from... Aliens, and that's the one where we're the most like, oh, well, obviously, they're just like rooms or something. Uh, but there, there's a sense where, like, Satan doesn't have to be like, boo, ah, to, like, work and to cause <laughs> destruction. Like, like there, there's little things. Well, and one of the thoughts is even, like, if the idea for NASA and for rockets came from uh, a, an evil spiritual being, but that's also the same technology being used to like launch nukes. Mm-hmm. So it's not really, it's like, seems like a good thing disguised as light, but it isn't really.
1: Yeah. you're A little rabbit hole. I'm losing here, you. We're free.
0: We're free. <laughs> you're going to spoil
1: the, an episode. If you do it on that though, no. I think the, the gist is that, and I'm not saying any that's implausible by any means, but the idea is that there's this spiritual reality. There's all kinds of stuff. That happens that we don't perceive, that we're not privy to, that we don't need to know about and God tells us not to mess with. Mm. And so we stay secure in God doing that. This is the way to move forward, the way to learn, the way to advance is trusting God to lead us and not looking to anything else. Because I feel like in the Bible, like you said, like idol worship and stuff. Sometimes we read that with our Western perspective and we see less supernatural going on. Like, oh, how ridiculous. Why would they turn from God to bow to a statue? Mm-hmm. Probably because they got something legit going on, something noticeable. Yeah. But, like, kind of like how God with Pharaoh allows him to resist him so that he could display his wonders. Instead of getting all caught up on, like, whatever these are aliens and spiritual powers, yeah, and other gods, like, God allows these things to make a shame of them, like he said in the passage, to display his supremacy over whatever we encounter. So, our response isn't fear, it's expectation. That God will lead to greater deliverance.
0: Mm -hmm. You really don't like that aliens word. I'm not saying aliens are real. I'm specifically saying that they're not. No, (laughs) I like that theory. I I just want to save it. Yeah. Well, or or even one thing that's interesting is even in our own or your hometown. I don't actually live there. I live in a neighboring city. Um, There is a like spa that does like women's moon circle nights or something I can't remember the phrasing but I know because they asked us to put up a poster for it in the cafe and I was like that's literally witchcraft and they're like it heals you and makes your baby come out better or something and I'm like that is very questionable and like <laughs> oh there's a lot of new age everywhere like um
1: my wife worked at a like a physiotherapy clinic briefly and it's like they had someone who did like
0: reiki and spiritually discerning yeah i don't know how that and like no there's
1: legit medicine and we're like,
0: It's pretty that, new age yeah, to me that's what i was kind of trying to get out where i was like like just because we don't see like the same kind of like guy screaming in the wilderness and cutting himself doesn't mean that there aren't spiritual things happening
1: right they're just so much more subtle that we kind of turn a thing to it or we just avoid certain words like you said you don't say alien or demon you just say oh unexplained phenomenon
0: or yeah a ghost or what have you but okay big questions before we wrap this up the practical stuff do i have a guardian angel
1: i would say plausibly Plausibly. I think biblically it's not explicitly clear. Like we know that God is watching over us, so let's not got, get caught up about angels because <laughs> we have yeah. God looking out for us. But there is one passage in the Gospels where Jesus is talking about the little children and said their angel, their angels always see my father's face in heaven. Mm. So I don't think one pass don't base any core beliefs on <laughs> one passage,
0: anyone, but that, that makes you think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, would be surprised. I just think for most people when they talk about angels The two things they think of is oh my guardian angel was looking out for me or oh, a guardian angel must have done that and the other thing is i know my dead friend relative or loved person has is an angel now do we become angels when we die well, i'm becoming the authority on these ones now yeah uh i yeah biblically no yeah. we're very
1: clearly different it says like like you said angels are these like they've ex- they existed before us they're these kind of completely spiritual beings who are with god in these spiritual realms and mm-hmm. god can send to minister to us they're called ministering spirits but we are our we are soul and body yeah and we are very distinct from them so when we go to heaven uh there's going to be a resurrection of body as well and we are not going to become angels we're going to be human still
0: yeah that's a good point and the final question which i already teased are ghosts real okay so you have some surprises for me because biblically I would say
1: again I have conflicting theological <laughs> things I, I, have, I have a window open for it so I lean towards probably not based we're, on how I we're, understand we're probably not going
0: to come to a conclusive answer but the two scriptures that may make me think of this is First Samuel 28 when King Saul goes to the witch of Endor and it's because God wished, man like sometimes you read stories and you're like how do you how do you just keep like digging your own grave so Saul's like, oh, man, God has abandoned me. Let me go talk to a pagan witch mm-hmm. to figure out why. So he goes to the Good witch start. of Endor, which is also hilarious because I always think of Ewoks when I hear Endor. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But goes to the witch of Endor, ploys, ploys her to contact Samuel, and she starts freaking out. And she says, a god, which is the word an Elohim, is coming up, and she's terrified, presumably because that doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. Because probably like most fortune tellers, she's a hack. But suddenly Samuel himself comes up and he's like, why are you bothering me? Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite stories because I just think of like Saul who's there blatantly like disregarding God's command and this witch who's been a hack. And suddenly like Samuel himself rises up and he's like, are you dumb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so it, I w- it happened. It did.
1: Right? Biblically, there's nothing in the text itself to suspect it wasn't Samuel. Yeah. Like, it records it that it was. And so, the implication is that he's actually talking to deceased prophet Samuel. And so, why God allowed that to to prove a point, to show (laughs) Saul's rejection for doing everything as ungodly as he could. But... That's also not quite the same as a ghost. I would say that's kind of like like, you know, people try and have seances and commune with the yeah, dead yeah. and stuff. Which the story is saying is clearly a bad idea. Just because it works this one time, Just Saul's not a role model to copy. Yeah. So but don't go was... trying to talk to a dead grandpa Dave to <laughs> oh. get advice.
0: Yeah. Okay, I have one other and then I want to hear because you said you're thinking of something unless it was the same one. Let's see. And this one's a lot less serious, but I think it's it's a funny point. So when Jesus comes walking out on the water towards the disciples in the boat. Mm -hmm. They go, ah, it's a ghost, and cry out in fear. But immediately Jesus speaks to them and says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And then we just move past the whole ghost thing. He doesn't say, ghosts don't exist. How can you (laughs) say such blasphemic nonsense? Yeah, He just says, no, I'm not a ghost. It's just me.
1: Yeah, you think that he would have, over his time with the disciples, gotten rid of any um, yep. untrue what a, cultural yeah. paranormal assumptions. What an
0: opportunity to have just said, there's no such thing as ghosts, my disciples.
1: I have a similar one. It, it, it's another story of Jesus, but it's actually more explicitly about ghosts than that. Oh, okay. Uh, after the resurrection, um, uh, when he appears, I think it's, it's in, when he appears in Galilee when they're mm-hmm. fishing, but maybe it's a different one. But anyways, he appears after the resurrection to the disciples. And, you know, he materializes in the room. He came through the walls. They're freaking out. And he asks for some food in, to eat because he's like, you know, they're like, it's a ghost. He's like, ghosts don't eat like I'm doing. Yeah. Like, what an interesting thing. Like, again, why he's like, that's ridiculous. There's no ghosts. <laughs> You've yeah. been over this at the sea. But no, he's like. See, I'll prove to you I'm not. That's very strange implication. So this
0: is not how you synthesize theology. You do not make an argument from silence. But it is funny to think about. There's a few mischances.
1: So I would say, I would lean towards not. I would never expect to encounter one. But because of these kind of things, I don't think you could say absolutely not. I
0: I think generally my conclusions. uh, um, I think most people that have ghost encounters, a lot of them are just natural stuff for one unshielded wires in old houses cause you to feel like the buzz like a lot of people like I feel of presence if you're in an old enough house it's probably unshielded wires uh, I learned that from an electrician mm. um, similarly a lot of people have places in old houses where when you step on the floor in a certain way a door opens or closes mm. <laughs> I actually i've seen like videos online of people like this is hilarious how freaky this is if i jump up and down the door is like slamming open and close uh so so various natural yeah. explanations i also All think right. that there's there are demonic presences and i can see reasons why they would want to pose as a, you know the ghost of your dead relative or, or whatever else um and finally i think what we get from the samuel story is that god can do whatever he wants mhm like something <laughs> might be permitted that's not
1: the norm doesn't yeah. mean that so, exactly. So, when you hear about a ghost story or something like that, I would we would dismiss, I think, rightly the majority of them as natural explanations or genuine spiritual phenomenon, demonic, that, mm-hmm. because, and we can get into this if we talk about aliens sometime, which I'm happy to. Nice. I'm not anti-alien, I'm but the idea is that when people encounter something they don't understand, they're going to try and make sense of it and explain yeah. it in a way they know. So, if you saw a demon moving stuff around your house and you say it's a ghost, because that's how you would explain it. Yeah that makes sense. But I think there's also something that you didn't touch on that's like a confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. Like we like the supernatural and people want these kind of encounters. Like you know, like the ghost hunter shows and stuff. So if someone says go home and see if there's a ghost in your house you will have a preconceived bias. Be like I totally felt it. Did you see it? No.
0: Well and I've I've had that thought too because I feel like every time I do a really in-depth teaching on like spiritual warfare or something, I feel like I start being oppressed a lot leading up. Mm. But then I also wonder if if i really am being impressed more or if it's just that because i'm thinking about it so much i'm like Mm -hmm. every time i have a nightmare i'm like it's happening (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there's definitely confirmation bias i think in a lot of these things um and we don't know for
1: sure yeah and that's the thing like we've said i don't know if we've said if i've ever said this in a previous episode but the bible doesn't tell us everything we possibly would like to know yeah it doesn't say there's authoritatively no ghosts we we Talks about angels and demons as the only ones we explicitly know about. That doesn't mean theres there can't be anything else yeah. out there. It just means we know everything we need to, to trust and follow God God's way. Yeah.
0: And on, on that same note, God has made it clear to us how he intends for us to interact with the supernatural world. Usually don't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like we talk to him. Yeah. Christ is our only mediator. We don't need to talk to other spiritual beings. Right. And you know, just like in, in when
1: Jesus comes across demons and stuff. It's usually not just like he gets somewhere and goes out demon hunting. Yeah. Right? Like you things like come across him to disrupt him and he immediately deals with them. Mm. And so we may encounter stuff as we are going through ministry or going through life and we are prepared to deal with them for Christ. We don't seek out this stuff.
0: Good point. Well, wow. yeah. I feel like we have rambled. I have rambled. You have made good points <laughs> for long enough. Making so we're to wrap this one up but. Well, I thank you all for listening or watching the video. We, we really appreciate you. I actually do. Even when, on, when a video only gets like 13 views, which sometimes happens, uh, I appreciate that. And when a video gets hundreds of views, I get weirdly excited. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you being here. If you like this content and you want to support it, you want to see it do well, some of the best things you can do for us are comment on YouTube. Um, write reviews on Apple Podcasts specifically really likes well reviewed podcasts and then actually just like sharing like not just saying go check this out but copying the link and sending it to people makes the whole internet machinery do it's (laughs) magic and decide that we must be reputable and or enjoyable in some regard Um, so if if you want to support us that's the best thing you can do Uh, I am not asking for money at this time (laughs) not asking for it but if you somehow find where he lives and there's a check i mean that's true we used to sell this merch but none of you wanted it so i just gift it to people randomly these days on that note thank you for being here see you later bye